Yo, what up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Downtown with Downstar, episode 213. Damn! <laughs> and today we're here with my guy TJ Hunt. 213. 213, bro. We're cooking, man. That's gnarly. Yeah, dude. Hey, pleasure to have you here, bro. Thank you so much for no. uh, sitting with me. Yeah, uh, I just need to say off, off the rip, we've been trying to set this podcast up for a pretty long time, and it's been my annoying ass that's been really difficult to lock down. <laughs> so I'm glad to, I should have been here on like episode like 150, but I'm here at 213 and I'm happy to be here. It's all good, bro. Don't worry about it, man. It's, I, I just know how it is with, uh, especially for somebody like you, you're just busy all day. You know, you just have things coming at you all the yeah, time. Yeah, but I fucking hate that excuse, dude. I yeah. like, I hate that like, oh, sorry, dude. I'm like really fucking busy right now. Like I can cuss, right? You can say whatever okay, you want. Okay, all right, yeah. I, I hate that. Like, I, I don't hate when people say it to me, but I hate when I say it. Cause I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like, yeah. Right. I, I don't know. I, I don't like coming off that way. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, it, it definitely does. dude. And, and I feel the same way. Um, you know, I, as a fellow business owner, dude, I just know how it gets throughout the day. You just got to facilitate everything and make sure this package gets shipped to make sure this gets done and this, and then you forget things. And you then know? you realize, Oh shit, I forgot in three things I was supposed to do like two hours ago. And you're like, fuck. Yeah. So yeah. let's talk about it, man. Um, your plate seems pretty full right now. Do you feel like it is? Yeah, but like there's always room for more. I don't know. I think that everyone that is like a, again, a, another cringy, like not cringy, but another thing I don't like to say, like every entrepreneur, like I, just, I hate self-diagnosing myself as that, but I think everyone else who is a quote unquote self-entrepreneur, like never feels like their f- plate is full enough when yeah. it's like, yeah, food creeping off the sides. You're always just like that. That's the thrill and enjoyment. And um, there's a lot going on, but there's like so much more that like I'm cramming on and like figuring out how to manage to do more. And yeah, so there's a lot of my plate. To answer yeah, no, I, I feel you on that, man. Um, you know, I, I do the same. Just fill my plate up as much as possible. And from the outside looking in, it's like, yo, dude, kind of chill down. out. <laughs> no, but at the same time, like, dude, I have this weird problem when people come up to me and they're like, dude, like. You're, you're 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 doing too much right now you're you, you you're overworking yourself at the same time i'm like really like think that because i'm like that fucking fuels me like i'm like you i'm like you notice me hustling yeah so like i have this weird like egotistical like oh so you notice yeah dope because uh, i just i love that like i love like working so much harder than everyone else type of shit i don't know i just i enjoy like i'm not gonna say the word hustle and grind i refuse to say those yeah. words but I enjoy the ethic. I yeah. En- I enjoy that. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I get what you mean, dude. It's uh, it's like only you'll know yourself when you're tapped out or when you have more to push, you know, and it yeah. kind of feels like uh, when people say, hey, man, you're doing good. You're, you're doing so much. How do you get it done? And then in your head, you're like, dude, I feel like I didn't even do anything. Yeah, today. no, I 100% feel like that. I think I, I think every day, at least for me personally, I'm like riding the edge of being tapped out. Like yeah. I, every every seven days, I like need that one day where I like kind of decompress a little bit. And what does something like that consist of? Decompressing? Yeah actually this sunday i me and sabrina at the end of the day both sat down and we're like wow like this so today was like what a normal life would feel like for people and <laughs> um i like got all my work done i'm super ahead in videos like everything is like booming and we're like set up for the next three months like for every business like it's everything's like really good i was caught up on editing like caught up on emails and woke up 8 a.m went to a breakfast cafe with her and her family 
went back to the house, watched five episodes of The Haunting of Blind Manor on Netflix, mm. got to finish the show, made dinner around 5.30, had a cigar on the patio at 7. A cigar? Oh, it's, yeah, bad, bad habits. And then I had a, I had a play video games from like 8.30 to 11 p.m., played Call of Duty and went to bed. And we were on the patio. I was like, this is great. Yeah. I can't remember the last time I've had a day where like, and I, I was so like, in my head, I was so like, I'm so caught up and like everything's where it needs to be right now. Like there wasn't one area where I'm like, yeah, but like a, it, this could be a little tighter right now, like a performance. I, and I was like, I don't remember the last time I've actually felt like calm. Like I'm not like, oh fuck, I, I can't waste time watching Netflix or I can't waste time sitting on the couch because I need to edit or I don't know. Mm. So that that day was, me and Sabrina both were like, this is one of the best days I've had in a very long time. Yeah. Just like doing nothing. Yeah, those are rewarding days. Yeah, man. they're like feel so good, but they're so rare. But that's what makes them rewarding. Yeah. So, uh, so let's get into your history, bro. Uh, where were you born at? So I'm a San Diego boy. Okay. Um, my whole family is all Canada. So my whole uh, like that is my like heritage, my roots. Um, but I've been here my whole entire life, San Diego, California. Can't leave once I've been. I've like traveled the world. I've seen other places. I know it's out there. And what I have here is way too special, so I can never leave. Yeah. Although I want to, because it's so expensive to live out here. <laughs> yeah. But um, I'm a San Diego boy, dog. You want to know something crazy, dude? Let's hear it. This is probably the second time I've been to San Diego, and the first time was when I came to the shop the other time. You're kidding me. <laughs> yeah. So you've dude. never like even gotten to see anything here. I've never got to explore San Diego or anything, dude. Why? I, it's just. I don't know. It's far. You it's know. It's not that far. I mean, but when you have L.A. right there. Yeah, but LA sucks. I guess so. I, Every I, person who lives in San Diego would say LA sucks. Really? And all my <laughs> friends who now live in LA that were all raised in San Diego all say LA sucks. Well, yeah, they're it, just there because that <laughs> shit's happening. It does suck, but it's it's like where everything that I needed it, it to be no, was right like, there. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel that, and I also want for everyone listening, like, what? I love LA. It's like, yeah, LA's cool to visit, but living in LA. Is you could you could say it how you want, bro. It's all good. Uh, just passing through LA right now, I'd, I'd say probably in the last year or so, it's just deteriorating oh. and just passing through, seeing all the tents and the graffiti and the smog and stuff. I'm like, wow, bro, this is it's gonna be a ghost town pretty soon. Dude, that place is, yeah, dude. It's a first time seeing that. It's a pretty big shock. I think. Yeah, it's a pretty big culture shock. But I mean, LA's cool. But man, I I, I can only handle LA in small moderations. So what it. is it about San Diego besides it being home? Um, it's it has literally everything. I grew up surfing. I grew up snowboarding. I grew up riding motocross. I played hockey for 18 years. Wow. Uh, every single thing. We have this thing called the California Challenge where you do skateboarding, surfing, and snowboarding all in the same day. So you <laughs> wake up in the morning, do a dawn surf. Then you surf till like 8 a.m., drive up to Big Bear two hours away, snowboard on the mountain, and then hit the skate park around like sunset. And you could do all three things in the same day. Name me another place in the world where you can do that. Where the surf is and shit. Yeah. What is it called again? The California Challenge. The California Challenge. Yeah, dog. Wow. I don't know. Everything here is just, it just has everything. It's just, it, it's warm all year round. I don't know what seasons are and I don't care to know what other seasons are. Yeah. We have this, the nice weather year round. It's never too hot. It's never too cold. It's beautiful oceans. You can, uh, I'm a big scuba diver. Diving isn't the best here, but you can do it. You can do, there's great golf here. There's great bars here. There's great beer here. I'm with it, bro. 
I'm gonna go explore a little Weed's bit. Weed's legal now. Like oh, I don't know yeah. what more you want. <laughs> it's it's it has it all, dog. Are you a smoker? A little bit here and then. I mean, I I've I've dabbled every now and then. But dude, I'm I'm one of those friends that like can really freak the fuck out. Oh really? Yeah, it's bad. Like oh. I mean, I've maybe smoked like maybe thirty times in my life, but and it's still. Oh, bro. Yeah. I mean, just yeah. I, yeah. I have stories, but it's just bad. I just I I I don't. I don't enjoy it like the rest of the world. I'm like that small percentage that's just like when I smoke, like my body's anxious. I'm like, I like feel like I can't control uh-huh. my body. <laughs> and like, I'm like, oh shit, the cops are at the door. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, all oh, right, my mind can't think straight. Is my mind never going to go back to normal? My career's over. I can't vlog anymore. And I just panic. This is weed, guys, not heroin. Yeah, no, dude, I'm just, I'm just a pussy. Like that needs to be set. Like I'm just a big pussy. It's all good, dude. It's, so, it's not for everybody. Yeah, I want it to be for me, but it's, it's just not. But are you a drinker? Uh, no. Yeah. I mean, when I go to party, I'm there to party, but I'm not like, oh, I'm having a cup of whiskey every night. Uh, I mean, I might have like a. A beer a dinner every now and then gotcha. and then like when it's my birthday or the boys are in town like it's a full send type of night let's get fucked up. yeah i mean if i'm gonna <laughs> if i'm gonna drink i'm gonna drink it's it's that type of deal i yeah. love it dude but i'm not like a casual like drinker i don't enjoy it like that yeah i'm uh i'm creeping up on 10 years without drinking next month damn yeah dude that's incredible yeah it's uh, that's an accomplishment damn. yeah definitely man um but I smoke like every night, so okay. <laughs> you gotta I mean, have some vice. Hey, hey! I have tons of friends who smoke all the time, and again, I I have nothing against smoking at all. I think it's great. Yeah. So, so you grew up playing a bunch of sports. Yeah. Was that your choice or? No, it was my choice. Yeah, my grandpa played for the Montreal Canadiens, um, and then uh, so hockey was like embedded in my family. So I started playing here when I was like four years old. San Diego is actually huge for hockey and everyone thinks, oh, it's so it's San Diego. There's no ice rinks there, but there's tons of them. Um, so I started playing when I was super young and then played competitive top league like my whole entire life. Did Junior Olympics in Alaska when we were 14, 15. Used to travel on the road, do like hockey from um, like the bus uh, or hockey from school from the bus, like that type of shit. Mm. And then, um, yeah, went to went up into juniors, going towards playing uh, NCAA and doing like, just like, oh, it, like encroaching towards like AHL and um, you know, th- for people who don't know hockey, it's kind of like going right over their head. But going towards probably tons of my friends who I grew up playing with that are my like super 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 close friends are all in the NHL. And at the end of it, it was I was. A lot smaller than everyone else. I couldn't mm. put on weight like everyone else. I was really fast. I was extremely fast, which was like the only really thing, like the real asset I had going for me towards going pro. But once I was in 18, 19, I was playing juniors, looking to make the next step up. But like then it's like the next stepping stone before you hit the NHL. I decided to do school and the thought of doing school and trying to balance that at the same time that wasn't in the same college um, was tough. And I, I just, ultimately at that point in my life too i decided i was trying to move out and i just took a step back and Mm. focused on school and i went into nursing and i'm passionate about that for a whole other set of reasons and stuff but hockey was a huge huge hockey was my life yeah um that's all it ever was and yeah it's weird it feels like a different life now yeah but yeah, that's something I don't think people really realize for the videos. They think I just kind of like played, and I was like, no, I was 
dedicated on going pro. Like that was my, that was it. How many lives do you feel like you've already lived as far as like different chapters? Dude, I feel like I'm on my, I, I honestly feel like I'm in my, that's a really interesting question actually. No one's ever asking. I feel like I'm on like my third life right now. Like from when I was a kid from when I can remember to about 18, that was like my hockey life where it was like eat, sleep, hockey, repeat. That's mm -hmm. all it was. Um, and then when I stopped, it was all school and I was doing school like 60 hours a week, didn't have a life outside of college when I was in the nursing program. And then I dropped out and then I started this life. So like, it's weird. I feel like I have lived three different lives. Now with the hockey aspect of it, do you feel like you reached some of the pinnacles that you wanted to get, or do you still feel like there's something that, that you didn't reach? I mean, I still I still play today. Mickey uh, is actually been playing hockey since he was when I was started. I was like four or five, so we actually play together in men's league um, weekly. So I still get on the ice and whatnot. Oh, cool. But I always, yeah, I always wonder if I would have stuck with it, what yeah. would happen now? And but at the same time, I'm very thankful for what I have. So like, I don't, I'm not. It doesn't keep me up at night because I'm like, man, I this this life is something that I've always dreamed of too. Yeah, you know, it's either do this. Or the NHL type of deal, so I don't really think about it too much, but I, I, I do miss it dramatically. Well, it had to come to a point where you felt uh, at least fulfilled, where then you just started thinking maybe it's time to try something new out. Yeah, I mean, when, I remember when around that like 18, 19, it became like, it wasn't like, oh, you're doing this as like a kid as like a full-time hobby life mm -hmm. type thing. Like, although like I was on the, I was on the ice five days a week, like traveling two days every week for games, whatever, like that was my life. But when it turned 18, 19, you started dabbling with like, there was no age limit in the league anymore. And it was like, no, like this is some people's like jobs. And it became more of like, no, this is, this is your job now. Mm. And it was like, you're on the road five days out of the week type of thing. And it, it just, it be, it, it got to a point where I, I, I don't know. It was like, there is no really school and this. It's like you do this and you don't do school mm. or like you go to school and you don't play type of thing. Yeah. Or you go to a college D1 NCAA league and you know, it's that's a whole different, there's a couple different routes per se to get to the NHL. But the route that I was, that was in my forefront was no school, just hockey. And that's all you do. Was that your ultimate goal is you wanted to be NHL? NHL? Yeah. So once I got there and I like played that first season of like, I was doing both, which like wasn't really too common. My school was just like suffering dramatically. And um, I don't know, I just, I don't know if it was that, because at that point I was on year like 16 or 17 of playing. Golly. And I was like, fuck. Am I ready to take a step? I don't know. I, and eventually I just, I took a step back and I was like, school's more important. So I thought. So you being in hockey for shoot, most of your childhood, do you ever look back and, and see, think about what you did miss? Like, no, no, no way. I mean, I loved it. Like I truly, I truly loved it. Like it was my greatest memories in life are with that. Dope. Like everything yeah. is like all those kids. Cause we were all in the same age bracket. So like, you know, a couple handfuls of everyone. We grew up playing on every next league bracket with each other all in San gotcha, Diego. Okay. San Diego was like one of the top 
you know, cities in the nation that always went to nationals, that always had kids from the Southern California area that went and played on Junior Olympics, that always got pulled up to go play in like, you know, um, different leagues and shit. So it was always such high caliber and it was with, it was the family. Like I grew up with them. Got you. You know, now there's handfuls in the NHL and it's fucking rad. Do you ever go watch them? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, every, every off season, everyone comes back home to their families and it's cool. Um, sitting in the locker room with them and, um, like we, we, you know, we'll go and we'll do like, yo, like we're doing like an alumni night or like everyone from like this, this like team bracket that we played with, We'll come back in, and everyone's wearing rather than wearing like our old uniforms with the goals mm-hmm. we had. They're wearing like their NHL prospect like uniforms, and it's like what the fuck. And <laughs> just getting out there to play with them and shit. Yeah, so I mean, I still get to see them when we get to chop it up, and you know, yeah. that's very cool, man. Yeah. So at this young age, when did you realize that you had like that passion inside you and that drive and that that commitment to keep pushing forward? Uh, and you know accomplishing the for goals. hockey or for, for hockey um I, I i mean i just loved it it's all i knew so like there i never like questioned it when i was like 11 12 i was like yep i'm going pro mm. like i'm playing this young i was like always one of the top dudes on the team our team was always number one in every league i was like there's we're playing at the highest level we could possibly be playing at and i was like there's really no other like there's no option like i'm going like yeah i'm not not going to be there um, and I, I really was like the amount of effort I put into like everything I do now was the same effort I was putting in then. I always think like it was the, I learned like the ethic and mm-hmm. how to like put more work in than everyone else around you by like staying after practice, doing more leg work or staying after practice or like doing extra lessons on top of like normal practice with team. I like learned that was like instilled in me like at a really young age. So I feel like a lot of that at, like attributed like later in life. Mm-hmm. So I always like, it was never like I, it was like a click. It was like I just grew up thinking it was going to go to the NHL. That's cool, man. So that's and that's all a, I ever knew. That's a great parallel for people listening that uh, used to play sports. You know? I dedicate all my success on YouTube today from the lessons that I learned from sportsmanship and competitiveness when I was younger, hands down. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people listening too that they, they see where you're at and they see like, yo, that's a lifestyle I would want to live, but mm-hmm. I can't do it, you know. But they they played you know football all the way from when they were a child all the yeah. way to high school and it's like look do you have it already in you you just need to focus that energy towards something that you want to build and, and go forward yeah i think i think about it's just about developing the parallel that like yo know, you playing in your sport and becoming the best you can is the same thing in life life is your sport like yeah you just have to work harder and you'll be the best on the team it's the same thing yeah it's the same shit so as long as you can like understand that and like if you ever had that connection as you were younger you still have it today you just got to kind of tap into a different mindset yeah all right everybody i hope you're enjoying the episode we got to take a quick break for our sponsor heel toe auto an important part in buying honda parts online is making sure that you can trust the company that you're dealing with to get you the right parts reliably you spend a lot of money and you spend a lot of time researching your build the last thing that you want to do is send cash to a website where you may never see it again or worse yet never see the parts with heel-toe automotive an 18-year history and track record is part of the deal heel-toe brings you deep industry connections professional part recommendations alternative ideas when your parts aren't available and they'll even contact you when something out of the ordinary looks on your order before it even ships Heeltoe's unique checkout allows you to select a deadline to receive your parts to make sure that you get them in time 
for your project plans so you don't have to call Heeltoe and say hey man I got to get this motor done this weekend it's Thursday can you get me these parts I need it now I ordered it already and you're holding up the bill and like bro you need to let us know first when you need these parts and that's really unique that Hilton offers that and it helps out a lot you can buy parts anywhere online but Hilton knows what truly matters to an enthusiast professionalism swiftness and accuracy Hilton is in your corner guys please please make sure you check out heeltoeauto.com or you can call or text them at 949-295-1668 please just shoot them a text right now and tell them thank you for supporting the downtime with downstar podcast 949-295-1668 now back to the show definitely so let's fast forward a little bit to the part where you were uh exiting hockey yeah. and then start to enter a uh, nursing field yeah so tell me about that time in your life and uh so so growing up my mom has had like a crazy health issues growing up so from an early on age i was caretaking for my mom at like i think it was 13 she had like her like one of her like largest like accidents um my mom has uh heart disease and she's had two strokes heart attack and then she had a cardiac arrest when we were 12 she was in a coma for three months and like we were supposed to lose her x y and z so like growing up like i was i lived in and out of the hospital with my mom like i just i just the hospital was like a second home because we spent so much time there with her so i you know around 12 13 she had her last um like accident and from her cardiac arrest when I was like 12 or 13, from that point forward, she never like re fully recovered. She became like perma permanently disabled, mentally handicapped, what they say. Um, and you know, she has like all of the normal functions a human does, but mainly short-term memory loss and like just a couple deficits as like brainly like activities. Like she can act, you know, she can function on a full level, but um, just can't do everything a normal person can. And it's really hard to describe it in words um but pretty much she need caretaking like she can be at home alone you know for most of the day but to, you know to, to remind her hey we need to eat you need to take these pills we need to like take care of this we need to go to you know help up the stairs all that type of stuff so i grew up like always caretaking for for her um because of that i was always really passionate about like medicine because i spent so much time in the hospital so when it got to be like that pivotal point where i was like i knew if it wasn't at this point it was like as i started to grow older and that kind of got towards college. I was like, hey, I want to be in the medical field when I grow older if I don't do the NHL. Like, let's lay out our options here. What's plan B? So plan B was like, oh, I'm going to go into some sort of like um, cardio um, field in, in the medical industry. So I so I made that leap into nursing and wanted to be, and I, my ultimate goal was I wanted to be a PA um, or open my own practice. That was kind of like where I was headed. So yeah took the steps um to our local like cal state san marcos has a great nursing program it's one of the best in california and you know dedicated you know from that point like the next like three years of my life towards that um and and just like it wasn't hockey i gave it my like 100 and i was not a good student in high school like mm -hmm. i maybe had like a 3.1 like it wasn't and i can i come from a high school where it's like again i I'm very lucky with area, with the area that I grew up in, but it's like the t one of the top high schools in California. Um, like it, it was almost degrading, not like if, if you weren't like a all AP student, like the school didn't give a shit about you. Like mm. that was, so like I, I always have this weird like vendetta against the schooling system, but that comes a little bit later in mm -hmm. the story. So like I ended up going to nursing and gave it my all 
um, was a straight A student in college, like dedicated my life to it. Like there was no bullshit. Like I was, my dad was paying for my college. I wasn't fucking around. Um, and yeah, started doing the schooling. It was my thing. And then I think after my freshman year of college, I had a girlfriend at the time of five years who I thought was like my everything. I thought I was getting married to her. I thought like my life at this point was like, I see my next 25 mm -hmm. years. Like it's laid out and that's what's happening. And then she, she ends up breaking up with me in freshman year. Like my life crumbles, like right at the start of summer. I, from And I was, I was never like a, a heavy dude. I've always been pretty skinny. But when we broke up, I lost like 20 pounds, which makes me like a scarecrow at this point. Super unhealthy, un, like saw what it was to be depressed and just knock it up, not do anything, do absolutely nothing in life. To eventually, like four months after the breakup, my friends were like, dude, you had issues. Like you need to get help. Like mm -hmm. this is getting to a point of where like, this is really not good. Mm -hmm. um, and then, uh, you know, I was like, I was like 19 or 20 and then started to like do what looked into like self-help. I think that was the first time I watched the movie, The Secret, mm. um, and just learned about that way of living, that 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 type of lifestyle. Helped use that to find a few different and really influential people, like Les Brown, um, Zig, a few different people that really just like brought me out of my depression. That showed me like the power of the mind. Yeah, um, taking certain things from Law of Attraction, X, Y, and Z, and turned my life around and that's what started the cars is I wanted to, I was trying hobbies. I had this thing where I was like, I'm gonna try a new hobby every single day, no matter what it is, I'm gonna find something that sticks. Like I, like I challenged myself every day to find something new to try, whether it was like painting or like hiking or like, you know, shit like that. Got you. And then eventually I, when I was, and then it's weird how it all, it all ties back. When I was in school, when I was younger and we were in hockey, like I said, we used to do school from like on the road. So one of the things we would do for fun because we weren't like when we were like out on tournaments and out on like big trips, we weren't allowed to go like run around and fuck around because we couldn't get hurt before the game. So we like were just stuck in these hotel rooms or like we would like rent out the hotel convention room and all we would just fuck around in there. And something we used to do for fun was I had a little my little laptop iMac and I used to make little skits on iMovie mm. with all my teammates. So I've always been fucking around with like editing and like I was all savvy with like with all the hot keys and like I could edit videos really well because I was the one who edited all the team's videos for fun. So one, and I've always been in, 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 uh, in the car world, like exotics, living in San Diego, symbolic motors is on the street. Like I've always like had my like passion with cars. And eventually I was like, oh, well, what if I started like, you know, filming cars? Like I was, was watching a few people on YouTube that like did car shit. Mm -hmm. So once we broke up, I needed to find something new. And eventually like one of my things was like film a car video like you see on YouTube. Yeah. And that's what started it was 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 that like i was trying to get myself out of it and that was the hobby that i found so let's get a timeline what year was that 2014 maybe i could tell you and you you were about 20 when you started yeah 19 19 like just just turned 19 so maybe like 18 okay like freshman year of college so yeah it would have been like 18 and a half got you Okay, so you were with this girl five years. Five. Once you were still a child. Oh, we started dating when we were 13, 14. 13, oh my 13. god! Yeah, freshman year, freshman year of high school, like two weeks in. Now, when when she ended up breaking up with you, did she give you a, a reasoning or? Um, yeah, I mean it was, yeah, twenty fourteen. 
That's when I started. Okay. My first video I posted. Well, yeah, around 2014. What's the, what's the month? Uh, this says March. But okay. I, I posted a few videos before that. Gotcha. So like April. Okay. So about 2014. Mm -hmm. All right. So just a generic answer. It's not yeah, working out. It's not I, you. It's me. Yeah. Gotcha. For, for lack of better terms, yeah. Um, so it ended. And um, yeah, life shattering moment. <laughs> what did it feel like? Ah. You know, I... I I like to ask these kind of questions because I know that you have a lot of uh, younger following and I remember my first breakup. It's dude, fucking rough, dude, dude. the amount of DMs I get about shit like this. I mean, yeah, I think your first, your first real love relationship breakup is the hardest, one of the hardest things in your whole entire life, for sure. Um, uh, it felt like completely blindsided, betrayal. Um, fuck, man, a whole side of emotions I never thought I even had. Did you feel unworthy? Yeah, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, and I don't want to get too too yeah. deep into the details of definitely what happened. But yeah, just felt like a piece of shit. Like, just worthless. Yeah. So it was just a really dark, self-inflicting pain mindset. Um, it was just unhealthy, 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 like, thought. Unhealthy thought practice, I guess. Yeah, and... and Kind of the rough thing about it is there's no way around it. You gotta you, go through you that. You have to go through it. Like, you, there. That's the and and that's that moment in time where I look back. You know, years later, that was the most beautiful time in my life. Yeah. I had felt emotions I never knew existed. I'm a macho guy, sports guy. Like I I I was forced to feel things I tried suppressing, um, and it took me a good year to really like move past it mm -hmm. like fully and i and i and i would i journaled every day about it mm -hmm. i still go back to my parents house i open up the fucking journal and i read the shit i was writing oh my god and it's like wow real deep shit like really needed help um you know because i was desperate of like trying to i was on like forums on like uh like I'm single, broken up, heartbroken forums. Like I, I, I had an account where I would talk about shit with people I didn't even know about of like, yeah. people would post their stories on the breakup. I remember posting my story and asking thoughts like, am I gonna get back with her? Like when people are like, no, it was worse for me. Like, trust me, I was as worse as it gets. Like yeah. I was that fucked up. Yeah. I was on forums online and this is like, you know, this is like 20, 14, 2013, where like, you know, the world isn't as like, um, it was different back then. Not that it was big, not that there wasn't help, but like the internet wasn't what it was today where it's like, if you need help, you can post on your story, like really need help right now. Someone reach out to me type of shit. Like, I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't as as open as it was today. So like, yeah, I was, I was just, I was really fucked up. Did you have uh, like any family members, maybe your your dad or something, try my, to try to talk to you about my it? My sister was probably my biggest crutch. Gotcha. She, like that was didn't talk to my parents about it too much at all, um, but my sister was probably my biggest crutch during that time in life. Yeah. Yeah. When I lived in uh, I lived in Northern Nevada for probably about three years. Moved out of here mm -hmm. about two thousand four to two thousand seven. And over there, I met a girl, started dating her, and uh, she ended up cheating on me. And it's just, I, th this is the worst fucking feeling ever, dude. You feel so betrayed, and you feel like everything that you thought just disappeared. It's life shattering. That's the only type of real, and that word only means 
doesn't mean much to people who haven't experienced it for, for people who have experienced it like that word just lightly describes the emotions that you go through yeah, yeah. it's very tough but like you said man i i would go through it again that same feeling again just to to be able to get to this Dude, the place oh, that I'm oh, at now. Oh, for sure. Like going through it, you're like, this is the worst thing ever. <laughs> it's never gonna change. This is my only girl ever. But like looking back, I'm like, dude, it taught me so much. Learn I learned more about my I learned I mean, I was so young, I didn't even know who I was. Like yeah. it just really taught me shit that like set me up for my future that yeah. I, I, I'm so happy I went through it. I would never change that. Hell yeah. yeah. So you decided to pick up a camera. Did you have a car at this time? Yeah, I did. I did. I had a 328i, old BMW. Um, so I started like just looking up on forums, like how to change an intake and just plastic dip wheels, you know, fucking VHT nightshade on your taillights. It's like, you know, stupid shit that you just like, you just want to do something. So yeah. you try to get your hands dirty. Yeah. I started making videos like that. And then, you know, eventually like, I, and I would post all my, like my DIY videos, like on forums to try to get other people to view it. Cause no one was watching my shit. But mm. I post on like Facebook forums, like car, car forums, like just putting it in places where people would see it and mm -hmm. would click it. And eventually, you know, would get a few, you know, a couple thousand views here or there start. And that's why like a lot of my core following is BRZ following. Cause it was all on BRZ forums mm. and shit. Um, I didn't like I had the BMW for like three videos. My gotcha, gotcha, and gotcha. I sold like very quickly and then got the the manual car and um you know started playing with that but eventually it started to pick up views and I'm still in college. So at this point I was like doing about 50 60 hours of studying a week during school and then was also f and I started uploading 3 days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Mm -hmm. Um but every second that I wasn't doing schoolwork, I was filming car shit. And like I didn't party, I didn't drink, I didn't have any friends in college. Like I didn't, that is, like I didn't have, I didn't have any friends. I was a loner. I, 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 other than other than like the person who sat next to me in class, like I didn't, I've never partied in college. Never mm -hmm. was so like, I just that was like what I really, really enjoyed was beyond school. So I just made it work. And I would like I had like my schedule. I would film, and I was like I'd get really ahead at what at a few points. I'd be like three weeks ahead in content because I like. Would, you know, just stack, 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 film as much content as I could in the days that I hood and really found, I found my rhythm very quickly. Got you. And then I was posting three days a week, every day at 2.30, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And I mean, fast forward, you know, after just like figuring out my shit, what worked, um, I eventually started making more money on YouTube a month than I would when I graduated and I was a nurse yeah, making a full-time salary. So when I was in college, I was like wheeling and dealing this like side hustle. And I think like an average salary for a nurse in California is like 90 to a hundred grand, like starting. So I was making like eight to eight to 10 grand a month on YouTube. Um, and then once I got, and that was like, that was like before sponsorships and like advertisements and like, you know, corporate sponsors or even a thing like this is just solely YouTube revenue. How many subs do you think you were at at this time? I have it all. I had pictures of it in my phone. I could dig up. Like I documented every week. Like I was very analytical. Every yeah. week I knew how many subs I ha I grew. I grew each week, and then I also documented my um, overall view count in videos. So like, if I had to guess, maybe like a little over a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, something like that. Got you. Okay. So you're already in the big times, I guess. In the, yeah. I mean, in the, in the Honda community, when you got like two to three 
k 300k you're like yeah top of the line man yeah so yeah i'm gonna pull up a video here for reference because i used to vlog in college sometimes when i was like um i used to like take my camera in the classroom uh-huh and i bet you i could probably find a video of it um <laughs> So while you look for that, um, did when you started recording videos, this was your plan all along? I want to make N it as a YouTuber. No, no, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, check check this out. You know, people listening to you know, no one can actually see, but this is. Uh, so what is the name of this video? This is called Day in the Life Three. This video was posted five years ago, January thirtieth, twenty fifteen. And look, this is me in the parking lot, going into class. So like this us in school like wow and I was just you know making a little this is when I'm like I vlog and started having I started making day in the life videos while in school and I would just you know document whatever gotcha. I, didn't, I didn't have money so like I was making content out of anything um, yeah and eventually it's and I I think on that video I had like a hundred thousand subs got you got you so like at at this time uh, well let's take it back to like the beginning when you just you were you were attracted to the platform yeah. of YouTube. Yeah. Who were some of the, uh, the YouTubers the or channels? The that was Subaru WRX fan, uh, That Dude in Blue, Evan Shanks, Dr. M3. That was roughly about it in the automotive community. But I was watching a little bit of automotive community, but I was watching way more like mainstream YouTube for people who are like true OG YouTube viewers. Um, BF versus, G BF versus GF, like Jesse and Gina, old school YouTubers. This was back when like, uh, uh, this is like Miranda Sings, the Forshag really blew up, uh, like Colleen, that type of stuff. Um, Jenna and Julian, uh, Jenna Marble's boyfriend, Julian, that was like watching before, before Jenna even was dating Julian. Like I was watching these like full-time vloggers. I was watching Casey Neistat before he was Casey Neistat. Uh, you know, like that type of OG daily vlogger content. I was a high, like Dosa Fusi, I was like a very high consumer of day in the life content. And then that's what inspired my day in the life content. And then, yeah, that's what kind of pushed me to that. Gotcha. Cause that you're able to make videos without spending money. Yeah. So that was like the biggest thing for me. And I, and I enjoyed watching that more than anything else. What was the feeling like when you started getting feedback uh, in the comments? And Horrible. Really? I, I mean, I just got shit on. Yeah. I mean, fuck dude. Back then it was weird. It wasn't, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't cool. It was, you, you didn't have, you know, people in elementary school being like, I want to be a YouTuber when I grow up. Like that wasn't a thing. Like, like, uh, especially in the automotive community, I was the first person to do like, turn the camera around and film me in my life. Yeah. Like the cars were there, but the channel was about me and the, every other channel was about strictly the cars. Mm -hmm. And that was the biggest thing that set me apart back then. And what is what boosted me above everyone way back then as I was the only one who re I was the first person to start filming my life and the cars were like, you know, part of it, just salt and pepper on top. Got you. It was more about me, my life, my friends, my story, my realness. Yeah. I talked, I mean, way back then I was still struggling with the breakup. So I talked a lot about like self-help and really connected with people on that level. But yeah, a lot of the comments were like cringy, blah, 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 blah. Mm. Like, like, I don't know, like stop posting your stupid content and you're st i don't know I'm just like just really mean shit <laughs> really really mean shit yeah wow man but like i had my core of like people who watch my videos yeah. but like you know on like every other like subreddit or like forum page or on instagram everyone just 
fucking talk shit on you for doing what you want and like, yeah all right, boys, we got to take another break for our sponsor, Action Clutch. One of the most critical parts to any build is the clutch. Without a proper clutch, you won't be able to get that power to the wheels. No one wants to spend hundreds of dollars on a clutch that won't hold their power for more than a few races or spirited drives. That's why it's important to go with a kit that you can count on, and that's why a lot of people choose Action Clutch over the competition. Action Clutch is made here in the USA with parts sourced locally in Los Angeles. Action Clutch has kits from OEM replacements all the way up to 1200 horsepower and can be found everywhere from street cars, drag cars, and even formula drift vehicles. Not only are they made in the USA, but Action Clutch has made a strong focus this year to give back a percentage of sales to their community during these hard times provided impacting families with groceries and other necessities. Big shout out to Action Clutch. That's a huge one, man. Thank you guys for helping out your community. If you guys need anything from them, you contact them with whatever you need and you'll get the family treatment. Check them out at actionclutch.com or on Instagram at actionclutch. You can always shoot them a DM or you can give them a call at 323-269-6051. And if you're about 55 and you don't deal with any of that malarkey, you can also email them at sales at actionclutch.com. Dot com. If you need help choosing a kit, they can get you all taken care of. And I could get you taken care of as well. If you need 15% off, if you want to save a little change, use code DTWD upon checkout to get 15% off. Now back to the show. So let's talk about getting shit on, bro. That's a, a huge part of, of the field that you're in. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure that it just gets more and more as, as bigger that you get. Um, the bigger you get, the more people want to see you fall. You yeah. Know, they like thrive on it. So one of the first uh, times that I heard about you. Um, this will be interesting. Was the BRZ or the BRZ, the the, the, rap the kit. fake kit. So yeah. let's talk about that time. Yeah. And I, I watched your video back then. At that point, I was already a business owner. And, you know, our parts have been knocked off so many times yeah. you know so i already had a different way of looking at it mm -hmm. but i understood the way that you looked at it as well and i could i could uh, agree on both sides so let's kind of take it back to um to that time mm -hmm. and uh what was your mindset like and what is it like now yeah okay so for those who don't know i had a you know a beer z and i got a, one of my dreams growing up was always to have a rock bunny beer z so there came a time where, uh, and I'm so fairly new. And one of the biggest things for my channel was like, I, I, I almost started every install video with, I don't know what I'm doing, but you're gonna sit here and watch us figure it out type of deal. I was very open about, I, I don't know anything. Like from the start of my channel, you saw me learn what a three eighths versus a half inch socket was. Mm. Like I didn't know that, like I literally knew nothing and i was very transparent about that from the start so eventually i get this rocket bunny kit and i'm like oh fuck yeah like, i got a good deal on it like i'm super stoked i don't remember how much i paid for it, even if it was free i don't remember but i got the kit it was right when the v3 one came out and then uh well, i you know make the video and like show it like taped on the car and I started to get fucking ripped on. It went viral like instantly millions of views like i was getting blown up everywhere Getting like death threats, all this type of shit. Really? Like other people in the BRZ community that like think they're top shit started calling me like, "Yo, like <laughs> if I'm gonna fuck, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna fuck you up on the forums. Like that's like some real fucking bad shit. Like 
just trying to like be hard asses. Like I know, I know the real owner who makes this kit, the owner of this brand. And like, that's so fucked up of you. And keep in mind, like those people were the ones who were fucking talking more shit on me on the forums than anyone else in the world. Really? Put that aside. There's a lot. There's a, a lot of shit stamp. This moment in life really fucking built me to who I was today. Long story short, I never knew what I had was a rep kit. Mm. I never knew it. I thought it was real. I never understood why the people that were giving it to me were so like, well, don't call it this, but like, you know, make it like, you know, portray it this way. I'm like, oh, okay, that's fine. Whatever. Now, were you naive at that time? Yeah, no, okay, naive. Gotcha. That's why I started this. I didn't know anything. Gotcha. Like, I've never wide-bodied a card before. I didn't know. I, I I mean, they're like, oh, people think, oh, you have like 500,000 subs. Like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, but you don't understand. Like, yeah, but like, I, I, I don't know. I'm just a literal kid. Like, yeah. I'm a literal kid i don't really have that much money i have some money to fuck around i'm trying to make ends meet and make this dream possible now so like whatever i didn't know how to rep kit the video goes out it's a fucking rep kit and i'm like oh and i'm like oh okay so that's why that's bad that can um you know we had to kill on the car for a while but i i never knew that it was bad i never really understood what was in my mind i'm like well if the kit cost eight thousand dollars and it takes them 10 weeks to ship it or six months to ship it to you then that's their own fault for not knowing how to make it more streamlined mm. and i never understood I just, I didn't understand anything of like what went into the kit, why it, why it's designed like that. I never even understood anything about JDM culture. Like I never really knew what JDM was. So like, what's this like, I really, you really need to understand this than I even myself like, oh, the new wide body kit, I can get it for this cheap from these guys. Like, let's fuck go. yeah, let's go. <laughs> like, why would I not? I've yeah. always wanted this. So eventually learned like, what it was like I, I mean i became like the most hated brz owner in the whole entire world everyone talks shit everyone fucking circle jerks off about oh he's so stupid like so cringy blah 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 but i'm like but then why the fuck are you watching my videos you stalker ass why are you why, why are you on my dick so why are you always fucking talking about me why are you always making instagram posts about me and x y and z oh, but it's shit. like they like uh, they they adored like that I was able to make a career of what a, what I was doing, but they hated me personally type of thing. That was always like how I had to justify it to myself. Um, so event, yeah, and then eventually, like once I had money, I went back over and redid the kit. Uh, met the real owners of Rockabunny, met Mira himself. Uh, you know, this is years down. Made better connections, learned more shit then took the kid off i gave it away to someone for free that couldn't even afford anything on his car I like went out the middle of nowhere and i was like whoever finds me at these coordinates get it and shows up in a b or z that's i remember when body. you like, that you can have this kit very cool um and then i was like i was either gonna destroy it and i was like yeah i was like yeah but someone could enjoy it for free like it's already here whatever yeah um and then yeah put the new one on the car which i guess like earned a little respect back from other people but it's more of me it was about let's get the real kit on the car let's pay the you know let's pay for it whatever Let's make justice do, but I really just didn't know at the time that it was fake. I didn't, and I went through the fucking ringer um, to understand and, and 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 learn. So you said that this was like a, a pivotal moment in your career. Yeah, because I've never been so hated. I've never been so bullied before in my whole entire life for something that I really, I, re I really was an accident. It was a mistake. I just didn't know. Now, how many people switched up on you at this time that you thought like, wow, this is. I can't believe this person saying this. I can't believe I'm seeing this like this haha -ha from this person. It wasn't anyone that I really knew personally, but it was more of like, wow, the internet can be a really dark and mean place. Mm. Cancel. It was can't. You know what cancel culture is yeah. now? 
that was cancel culture before that term was coined. Yeah. Um, and it just really showed me like, this is a dangerous place. Yeah, definitely, man. This is uh this is kind of around the time that you and I started fucking with each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I remember somebody using my downstar TJ Hunt as a thumbnail mm-hmm. to do like a rebuttal video People on make you. Videos about and I yeah, and I'm just like bro what why would you even put me in this like i just hooked up with this kid and and we're fucking working together and this is like such a bad look and it and from the thumbnail it's like i agree with like you're you're saying the way that we do things versus the way tj does things is is different it's like why would you even put those two into and that shit still bothered me to this day and that guy ended up being a fucking lame you know spreading more rumors but whatever but how how do you feel about that people using your your problems get fucking used to it yeah. as i said earlier in this podcast the higher you are the more people want to see you fall type of thing they fucking thrive on it so dude i mean can't tell you how many times my name has been used against me or they you know m- manipulate information or you know don't show the whole side Definitely. of the story show the part that makes their case look the best and they're just doing it for the fucking views. And they're like, oh, I don't give a fuck. But they also don't understand is they're creating a circle jerk platform where everyone on that video now has a new perception of that person that isn't true. Yeah. And all the comments are the most hurtful thing yeah. for that individual. And they don't understand how mentally abusive that is on people where every comment with a million thumbs up on it and it's just a shit show it's fucked up it's very it hurts very much and it's very tough to absorb that understand it and like put that aside and continue what you want to do yeah i do i've i've been through the same thing you know and the great thing is that i have my wife with me that i can talk to her about things because if i i couldn't dude i would probably take it to a different level a level that it shouldn't be taking it to, you know, I, I shouldn't, the way that I look at it now is if I react to some, what somebody says, I have no control over myself. Yeah. Everybody in the world can control me. Yeah. Besides me. Yeah. The customers control me. Mm-hmm. My workers control me. My business, everything controls me. Now, if you say something on my page, yo, fuck down, sorry, that shit's whack. And I respond to you. Now you're controlling me. Who the hell controls me? Mm-hmm. There has to be that time where you step back and you say, you take the power away from them, but it's fucking hard. It's so hard. Yeah, I mean, it's really important to have a good, you know, base behind you, um, which I think is everything. Uh, but it's a long, it's, it's, it's a process of learning how to absorb that type of shit and not let it manipulate you and not respond back. Be like, fuck you, you know, and yeah. just rip them. Um, because then it just, people know it bugs you now they're going to start fucking with you know it just it creates a whole different issue um but it's hard but that that moment shaped me because it exposed me to how toxic this environment not can be but is is Um, and will be yeah um and today's day and age you know there's a little bit less of like people are a little bit more socially aware of like mental illness and stuff. So I think it's still bad today, but um, it's a little bit different. Um, it was horrible, dude. 
it was a very very rough moment a little big learning yeah. another big learning point almost like i'm just i'm like i'm just trying to have fun i'm not trying to hurt anyone and i'm just doing me and then all those dudes who like talk show on you in the forums who are like the biggest builds and shit then they come rip on me and they're like talking all the shit i'm like you're telling me i'm a worthless piece of shit and like i'm an idiot why the fuck do you care what i'm doing now but now you're coming to me rip me because i I have this platform and like it's a situational on how they want it. Like yeah. first they tell me I'm worthless piece of shit and like whatever I do is like butt fuck. And now when I do, you know, one thing that like affects their friends or whatever, now I have all this worth and like it, fuck you and like blah, 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 blah. And it's just like it's a very rough moment. Yeah, definitely, man. But a lot of that stuff says way more about that, those people than it does oh, about yeah. you. Yeah, I mean, that's a whole nother story. Yeah, and if you're the kind of person to be able to recognize that stuff, those people make themselves look extremely yeah, terrible. Yeah, these are grown-ass men arguing with a 19-year-old yeah. shit. And I'm like, Fuck, I don't know. Sorry, dude. I, I'm learning. I'm trying to do the best and making everyone happy is impossible. So Yeah. You know, I've even heard it on, on my end. Um, you know, it always seems like it comes to you as you being the one that is, oh, like YouTubers, like TJ Hunt, like that kind of stuff, you know, like... YouTubers, yeah. It's a very... Yeah, that word has a big negative connotation for a lot of people. Yeah, what would you like it to be called, or what what would you like the idea of a YouTuber to be? Like, I see it as a content creator. I guess, but at the, but it's also weird because it you know it, it the words also at some point you know I've heard it in like the most professional biggest settings in the world at SEMA where SEMA is the biggest platform in the whole entire world, the biggest executives, all the companies ever. I've, you know, I've walked by, I've heard overheard conversations of people fucking laughing at, I'm an Instagram page, I'm a YouTuber. Like yeah. I've also heard it be clowned on because people get the self-entitlement or they, one you, you one YouTuber comes up with like 5,000 subs like, I want your $20,000 kit for free and I'll make a video on it and take it to, a, so it gets clowned on because anyone can do it yeah. type type of thing now so like i i don't really like any i mean i don't like the word influencer i don't like the word youtuber i don't i don't i don't really try to box myself in as anything i don't i don't really i don't really know and just tj just me yeah is that your real name no what's your, can you tell your first name is it out there or it's yeah it's secret out, it's out there thomas my first name. tom thomas thomas yeah does anybody call you that Maybe Sabrina when she wants to be funny. Or when no. she's mad. <laughs> yeah. But no one, no one does, no. Got no. it. I got a buddy named TJ, but his yeah. name is Talvin. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Talvin. Uh, yeah, no. Nah. So, yeah, that brings me to uh, my next point. Um, like I was saying, when uh, when you and I got connected together, yeah. um, I always tell this story, but I wanted to tell it to you. You know, I got a DM one time, and this guy's like, yo, bro, congratulations for getting on TJ Hunt. And I'm like, oh, what's that, you know? And he sent me the link. Like, All right, cool. So I click the link and first thing off, 600K subs. I'm like, oh shit, who is this guy? <laughs> so I watched the whole entire video and it was a, it was pretty much just an install video, like yeah. how to oh, yeah. of our Fender Flare hardware. And I was like, dude, why did this dude do this? Like this. This is so fucking crazy for him because I, I was already aware of YouTube, YouTube space, you know, of the power that yeah. YouTubers have and things like that. And I seen it, I was like, oh my God, dude. And I was thinking like, you know what, maybe I'll DM him or something like that. But, you know, DMs just get lost. I kind of did something that was not that professional, 
but I went on our database, found your name, and then I <laughs> called you. I think I remember this. And I called you, and I said, hey, what's up, bro? My name's Frank. I'm the owner of Downstar. And, oh, what's up? I, I just wanted to let you know that I really appreciate what you did for us. Yeah. And anything you need from here on in the future, just hit me up. This is my number. I got you from there. Mm -hmm. And, dude, it's been awesome ever since, man. I wanted to, to thank you for that because yeah. ever since then, that product – it did what I knew that it was going to do and what it needed to do. Yeah. There was a gap in the market. We had the product for it, but I just didn't have the eyes mm -hmm. at that time. And you just doing the video for us, it just helped out yeah. so much. Yeah. And I appreciate that, man. Of course, of course. Yeah, I, I remember that phone call. Um, it's always really cool too. And I know because something we've been chasing, I mean, I've always been chasing is getting to work with brands and stuff. And, and in the first, you know, beginning years, it was always really tough and stuff. Um, and, you know, as I like started to make new relationships and stuff throughout, you know, my, the career of doing this, um, always getting to know the owners and working with the brands and shit at one point and like being like, yo, like we'll help you out with the products, tell us what you need type of deal was always, always like something I always like dreamed of. So I remember when you called me, I was like, oh, I, I that's fucking really cool that like you stepped forward and said something because a lot of not that i was ever expecting if i talk about a brand i'm like oh these guys better see it it was never like that yeah but with the fact that you know you and a few brands would do that and it always like meant the world because i'm like oh like no one's ever said thank you before like i never, I never really thought about it like that but it it, it was just eye-opening it was like a really cool like breath of fresh air all right, guys, we got to take a break for our sponsor, Manscaped. Autumn is in the air, and Manscaped is here to ensure that you don't carve your pumpkins when you're grooming. And by pumpkins, we actually mean your boys downstairs. And by your boys downstairs, not downstar, downstairs, they mean your nuts, bro. They want you to shave your nuts. And if you're in the UK, Canada, and Australia, good luck, boys. Manscaped is shipping out that way. You could get the line mower 3.0 trimmer that thing is legit 7000 rpm 90 minute battery life has a hid i mean a led on it but that thing is super bright if you want to shave in the closet or somewhere um somewhere dark when your wife's asleep or whatever you want to do i'm not i'm not a i'm not your parent man and if you want to get that new weed whacker with the skin safe technology to chop down some of those nose hairs bro you need to grab one of those and might as well just grab the whole crop care kit it's coming with the crop cleanser body wash crop mop ball wipes the foot duster and dude it comes with all this stuff and uh you'll be manscaped out you'll be looking good you'll be smelling good and you'll be looking good so you'll be looking good twice smelling good once let's throw another another smelling in there so you'll be smelling good twice looking good twice you're not gonna have any hair you're gonna look like a brand new baby you're gonna smell great like a baby does and if you use this code dtwd you're gonna save some money man 20 percent off plus free shipping so don't do this for me don't do this for you do this for your girlfriend that you're just trying to feed her those pumpkins to and then you get mad when she doesn't want to look bro smells like shit use some manscape get some manscape go to manscape.com use the code save some money and the money that you saved go take her out bro you know be a new man be the man that you want to be and uh, stop being the man that you are. Nah, you're probably a good guy. Because you're listening to the podcast, so you're a great guy. Never mind. Big shout out to you. I love you. Back to the show, guys. 
Yeah. And that definitely made me look at you in, in a different way. Like, I want to see what this guy's going to do. And that was at 600K, dude. Yeah. At 1.8 yeah. right now, dude. What a journey, man. Yeah. So let's. <laughs> it seems like we've been diving into a little negative stuff. Let's uh, l- let's get a little happy, man. Sabrina, okay. bro. Yeah. Tell me about when you met Sabrina. I met her. We went to high school together, um, but never really knew each other in high school. Uh, but yeah, I met her at like one of my friends' house. Like this is like during college, uh, at like a yeah, it was like a kind of like a kickback or whatever. Um, and I saw her, like introduced myself, whatever, but never really like talked with her then. I think eventually I, I slid in her DMs or something <laughs> like a couple of weeks after and eventually got her to like go out with me, which took like a lot of persuasion. Um, and yeah, that was kind of like, we got clicked really, really well. We've been dating ever since. We're dating for four years now. Awesome, man. Yeah, so it's been a journey. And she helps you out here at the she's, shop? She's a rock star. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't be able to do anything without her. She's, we started like working together like, like two years ago full-time and since then it's been a real like pivotal point in like business because it's allowed you know it finding like a quote-unquote manager is really hard in this industry especially when there's so much like money involved and yeah. trusting people and just that whole thing so she's really like adopted that and it just helps me like organize my life and organize everything um yeah and she kills it she's great she's a very organized person so it works very well very cool yeah. man i love it man i love to see your guys's relationship yeah because i th- i feel that that's what a lot of people don't value nowadays is is relationships i mean dude it's tough i mean there's even times too where like i'm like fuck i need to take a step back and like understand the relationship we share and like really value it like i get lost in it too um because we're just so caught up in you know remembering to appreciate the relationship and just the one-on-one and the person is so important but a lot of times it gets lost with everyone which is super normal yeah you know, we yeah we felt fo- we try to like focus a lot on communication so she makes me talk through my shit a lot which i hate but <laughs> it's helpful hey communicating is one of the best skills that you could ever have man yeah no she tries to teach me that i'm really bad at communicating so she's my teacher in that regard that's awesome um big shout out to sabrina man yeah big I, shout I, out I wish sabrina. her the best yeah for sure uh so um Man, we've talked about so much, and we haven't even talked about cars. We haven't talked about cars at all. All right, so let's get to that point, right? Okay. Back when you were a kid, yeah, you I could see your room already. You had the poster. What was on it? Oh man, other than like naked girls all over <laughs> like the posters, which I loved. Um, it was like car models, like uh, Selena Seven, like Diablo, like a couple of like blue diablos like Mercedes c5 corvette convertible <laughs> i had a z4 like i've always been in I loved cars and stuff and it was always like and i used to be like i used to have like a car binder a car club in elementary school like just took pictures offline printed them and this is my books i've always like knew fact i always only ever knew like exotics and facts about exotics that was my like car life gotcha and then i turned 16 i was like i want to have a car it's like cool got into the BMW life, learned a little bit about the E90 platform, learned how to do it, you know, intake and what it meant to, you know, little, very service level shit. And then eventually got my BRZ when Calvin got his, like I'm selling my car, getting that car, got one for pretty cheap used. And then, yeah, I just started wrenching on that, learning everything. I did my first like trunk install, hood install, header install, exhaust install, tires, wheels, suspension, everything was learned on that car. And then, you know, the channel kicked off, it bloomed from there. I got my 350Z, then I 
got an RX seven. I don't know the timeline, but since then I've had like twenty something cars. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's just dive bombed in a really bad progression of way too many cars at one time. Um, and we just filmed like my, my I just filmed like my first car collection video last week. I'm editing it right now, where we had eleven of the cars out there and we like went through all oh my god 11 yeah. we're still missing some too so i was like this is like a partial we're still missing some but yeah so there's a lot now um it's an issue i love it yeah. so what's the car that you've always wanted you Aventador, finally got it Aventador, Aventador, Aventador. and it I, wasn't what you expected oh no oh. <laughs> okay Aventador fuck. still yeah, no 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 ah uh, fuck dude i don't know i don't think i've ever i'm trying to think of shit that i've i don't don't know so let's talk about the aventador yeah okay that was a car that you always wanted that was just like wow if you ever make it in life you're having a aventador that was like you have fuck you money like yeah. you have an aventador like what the fuck like flagship car fucking ridiculous like the mercy log was my dream car growing up but as shit ages I was like mm. and they came out with the aventador in 2012 i was in high school i was like fuck <laughs> that car is like fuck you type of shit yeah so that was always like the car for me um and i almost tell i like in the last few years, I was like, oh, like I might be able to make one happen. Like I started making like some a, a real money, and um, that was a car that, when I was thinking about getting it, I got it as a, I bought it for myself for my 25th birthday, um, and it was a car that I bought just for me. Yeah. Like, I didn't buy it wrecked. I didn't do this. You know, I didn't. I was like, I'm gonna pay the full. I'm gonna get the one I want. I'm going to pay for it. And I'm like, really not going to make videos on it. Like it's going to be a me car. Mm. I've only made like ever like, I've only ever made like five videos in my vendor on YouTube. And I don't, people don't see me drive it much, but I drive that car like off camera, like yeah. more than anything else. And it was just a me. It was like a good job kid. Like here's the car you've, you've wanted like since you could like actually drive. Um, and so yeah, I just went and bought that car and still have it today. And I, I think from this point forward, I'll never not have an Aventador. I'm, probably gonna really? sell this one for an svj mm -hmm. pretty soon or an sv um but one's having it that's just that that that's just my like i like think back to myself as a kid and i'm like yeah here you go here here, here you go king like that well that's that's like great to meme. hear man because that's definitely um my trophy as well and most of the trophies that i've ever gotten the luster kind of wore away mm -hmm. after a few months yeah you no know? absolutely but um, I, I look forward to uh, just using it as a daily and the luster wearing off. And I'm just, ah, you know, I, I, my event is fucking dirty right now. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I like will fucking I'll have all my friends over from high school or whatever. And I'll like just catch like, oh, like now nah. I'll like, I'll like say like a Lambo or like the event or in the sentence. And they're like, fuck you, dude. And I'm, and, like, <laughs> it's, just, it's so like just normal now. It does. But it, and it like moments like those always like make me realize, like, oh, yeah, fucking the Venator. You're doing it, bro. That's sick. You're killing like, it. I'm man. like, that's real life. That's cool. You got a lot of stuff going on, bro. Yeah. Um, tell me about Street Hunter kit. Yeah. So Street Hunter was, uh, so Street Hunter is uh, our business we launched last year. It's pretty much a narrow parts business, makes body kits and, you know, stock components, lips, you know, visual exterior mods, stuff like that for cars. Something I've always been interested in and um, kind of like started my love was that from like Panem growing up, like that type of like, I've always loved it. I've adored it. And then, you know, eventually, like, I stars aligned. I've been in the industry now for seven years. Um, I've met, I've met, a, uh, not everyone, but I, I, you name an area and I know them yeah. pretty well. Um, so just 
being so blessed to the journey, I've been able to like allocate, you know, bits and pieces of people that I'm like, you know, creating something like this could be very possible. Like this is the right guy in every area. It just, just needs someone to turn the key. Mm-hmm. Um, so like two years ago, I, I got to go see the Toyota Supra A90 before it ever came out with Toyota. I got to see it before the world, a year before they even announced it was coming back. And they're like, this is your like testimony. We want us, we want your opinion on like how it looks. And this is, they had it in this big white room with an NDA that took all my phones. It took everything from me. I was pretty much naked. <laughs> and they're like, these are the cars it's going up against. Like, what do you think? Like, what are some things we need to like alter X, Y, and Z? They just sort of picking people's brands that they thought were like, and like big people and they're like filled a certain category. Every person had a category they were after. And I was, I guess they're young one, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I got to see it and I was like, hmm. I just saw a car no one's ever seen before. That is going to be an amazing car. I'm going to want it. It's a new Supra. At that point, I think I had my Mark IV Supra as well. I don't know. But I was like, I started just, I started just making shit up. Like I, I remember, I was like, I'm going to remember every fucking corner of this car. And the moment I went home, I fucking drew it out as best I could. Really? Yeah. And I was like, holding people's paper. I'm like, okay, we have a great idea here. Let's start designing something for this car. So like fast forward, eventually, like we decided we're going to do a full kit. Met up with the right people. Met John. Like worked with John Sabal on designing. I was like, I word vomited my imagination. I was like, Can you make this to what I'm saying? And we designed it, and it was created. And then we, you know, 3D printed the kit. First in the world to do a 3D printed mold, uh, first mold that made molds off it, then created it, and then launched it at 2019 of SEMA last year. Mm-hmm. And then since then, we now have over a hundred customers just on our super platform on Street Hunter. And then wow. this year, our C8 platform was supposed to launch, but SEMA's canceled now. And we were going to be like, we had so many people that were going to have C8 Street Hunters at SEMA this year, which we kind of got shafted. But yeah, we have uh, stock body components for the Super now, wide body components for the Super now, RX7 components now, C8 components now, and we have some other stuff dropping very soon. So my, my inspiration was Pandem, mm-hmm. and now I'm like, I'm trying to play in their space. I respect the hell out of them. Mira is an amazing guy. I've talked to him plenty of times. I'm still run Rocket Bunny on all my cars, but there are certain cars where I'm like, hmm, this could be done so much better. Yeah. Um, you know, doing it our own way is very important and staying true and authentic, but it was also a good learning curve too because now I understand and I respect the authenticity of parts. Um, I went through that hurdle in life where I learned about like, this is why rep is bad. This is why kits are $6,000, $8,000. It's not because they're saying, fuck you. Like for some of these guys, like that, that is what their shit is worth. Once they are done building it, everyone yeah. has their own way of building shit. But as I, I learned what authenticity really was, um, so that was a really big like inspiration for street hunter. Um, so yeah, now I have my own parts business of Y body and cosmetics and stuff. And I fucking love it. And I hope we take over the world. I, I, I hope that Street Hunter is the next household name. It will be. Yeah. Not that it, I hope it will be. I love Give it. Give it five years. We're going to be on every car. All right, boys. I hope you're enjoying this episode. We got to take one break for our last sponsor and our newest sponsor, Aeromotive. Piecing together the fuel system for your build can be a difficult task. Luckily, Aeromotive has your back with everything from replacement fuel pumps to fuel systems that will support up to three thousand horsepower wow aeromotive's engineers have developed a solution for your build regardless of power level if you're looking to make the switch over to e85 they have every part that you need to build a system that will be there when you need it the most 
Need a custom fuel system for your daily that turned into a project car? No problem. Guys, I know we have a lot of new listeners today. And if your daily has turned into a project car, leave a comment, man. Let us know what you got and uh, let us know where you steered wrong and how you went down that dark path that we all go down. So if you guys can, please just check out airmotiveinc.com and you can check out some of their newest products such as the brushless pump line. It's quieter pump, less heat, and it lasts longer than traditional brush motor fuel pumps. They range from the A1000 all the way up to 10 gallons per minute for 3000 plus horsepower. And if you don't need anything that crazy, you can check out the Stealth 340. It's the top selling pump that they have. It's a high horsepower, so 700 for EFI and 1000 for a carburetor. And if you just need a crazy set up, you can always check out the customization shop and you can they can literally color, create a fuel system for any build and if you have a race team such as pro drifter matt field and you are on the off time and you want to get all your pumps and filters and all that ran through you can check out their rebuild program you just send it in Airmotive does their magic and voila you're winning races just like matt field man so make sure you guys check out airmotiveinc.com or check them out on instagram at airmotive and if you want to save some money use the code dtwd at checkout for 10 percent off now let's get back to the show that's so crazy bro yeah this is your story is insane dude <laughs> just thank you yeah it's like it's, er, everything that you've been through and what you've created like guys from back then when you had the brz kit they should have just let you or it's just marinating right now guys you know it's yeah beautiful thing man yeah it, it, it's what set everything up that all the bullshit I went through set up success for every single corner of what is today. Every like business venture yeah. that I have is from a mistake I learned. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah, man. I always say a smart person learns from their mistakes, but a wise person learns from the mistakes of others. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah, I mean, if you can learn from the mistake of someone else, it's always better, but I don't think you really ever really absorb and comprehend and really like learn it until it's you. You gotta go through it. <laughs> you gotta go through it, dog. All right, brother. I know we got to get out of here, but I got to ask you the the, uh, the oh, important we, one. We we got time, baby. We're rocking still. We Let's rock, baby. We got time. I can go five hours. Well, hey, all right. I got time. I got so, time. I just got the okay. So, TJ Hunt, staple in the community. Everybody knows him. Watch all the videos. You have all the cars that you want. You have everything that you want. What's your motivation nowadays? I can't imagine it's money. No, um. Like if it was money, I think it would have ended a long time ago. Um, money's dope, yeah. and money solves temporary issues. Uh, but the biggest motivation is just like I just I keep wanting more. Mm. Like I, I, I um, we're about to launch a new. I'm about to announce and launch a new business starting January first. That's been in the making for like five years. Oh my god! Um, and it's finally coming into fruition. I'm very excited about it. Um. And it's just like having these ideas, being in the industry where like, it's my life. Yeah. Like it, like uh, people are like, I, I always laugh and I see comments like, oh, TJ doesn't work on his cards. It's like, bro, I fucking do it every day. Like, <laughs> like what the fuck do you mean? Like I, I, I'm, I, <laughs> I don't hide it. Like it's everywhere. Like I fucking, I get so confused and I see that shit. I'm like, what are you? It's my life. I do it more than you. I guarantee it. Even if you're a mechanic, I still work on cars. <laughs> more than you i do it seven yeah. days a week so like I, i'm just i'm in this space so much and there are always areas where i'm like oh that fucking sucks yeah. you know, why is that not fixed or like oh that's a good idea but 
if you did it this way, it'd be a million times better. Mm. So I'm always like seeing shit that I'm like, why is, why is, why are you the way that you are? Why has no one done this better? Mm. Um, and it's just about, and that's a big thing for Street Hunter. I was like, it takes six months to make a kit. That's stupid. Yeah. Like, it, you know, why, why is, why is it they're not making it easy for people to install these kits? Why is there no source of authenticity when you buy these kits? Why do you think Street Hunter doesn't fucking make it to order? It's always on the shelf. It will you buy you spend eight grand today, you'll have the kit tomorrow. That's mm-hmm. not fun waiting. And like every certificate, every like serial stamp, like there's areas on and making it cool and doing cars that aren't old. Doing like that's how Street Hunter was born. I was like, there's a huge gap that I see how they do it. I respect it, but like I think there's a better way of doing it. So let's do it. Yeah. Um, same thing. Same thing with Hunt Company. Just the way like quote unquote merch is done. I was like, that's let's fucking make that way better. So that's yeah. so that's you know, everything that I've like quote unquote created or like has started the business venture. It's been because I've always just keep doing it because there's areas that things that we've done way better. So let's do it. And I I thoroughly enjoy business. Like I thoroughly mm. enjoy like crunching it out and like figuring out how to make it work, finding the right numbers, like finding the right people, making it like streamline, like reducing expenses. Like, ex- like I just, I, I'm so, I, I love it. I've found a real passion for business. Um, so that's, yeah, that's kind of what's fed everything to keep going and going and going and going. Did you feel like you, uh, you managed to make something that you didn't think you can before? And then you did it again, and now you you know the blueprint to make something come from nothing to something. Yeah, I mean, Hunt Company alone. I remember when I first started that, it was with a different partner, um, and it was a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't really do anything. Sure, my name was on it. I was promoting it, but I didn't really do anything. Yeah. Um, and I learned it that way, and I hated it. Um, and then eventually got out of that and then redid everything myself, like everything myself. And then, you know, it, that has slowly grew to the monster that it is today and how that's ran. But that was all from like learning it one way and reteaching myself another way and whatever. Um, I think that kind of answers your question. But yeah, I mean, I, I guess the, the parallel that I see with what we do is like I've created something. So if I want to create a podcast, oh, you, I just you know, have the foundation. To yeah, start, no. I just oh. know what I have to do. Oh, it's simple. To make it yeah, someone's succeed. like, oh, I want to do this. Like, how do you do? I'm like, oh, that's easy. Just like you need to do that. Like because I've started like so LLCs, like S corps, trademarks, infringement copyright, like all these like this. Like, say for taxes, you're doing out of state is what you have to. Do. You're going to do pop up shops. You're going to need like this type of like X, Y, and Z. You're going to do overseas where you're going to need this type of shipping. You're going to have policies. You're going to have return. Like I just know it. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know at all. I'm learning every day. Like our team and I are figuring out better ways to do everything every day. But like I know enough where it's like if you want to start something, that's fucking easy. And if, you're, if it's automotive automotive based, I'm like. I know exactly who to turn to to yeah. make that part to fill that gap. Like you just need to assemble the team. Very easy, per now, se. Now you uh, you mentioned something, uh, the pop ups. Yeah, bro. Do you realize like how crazy it looks, or is it just normal to you? So desensitized, and I that's my like biggest downfall. <laughs> bro, you go to these shows where you just you guys are gonna have a tent and you're signing autographs or taking pics. Mm-hmm. that's what's going on that's the event and everything else i know that that's yeah <laughs> that's a people does that like, cause an issue with like uh with them the shows and things like that yes mm-hmm. yeah i mean 
You're too popping, bro. <laughs> well, like, so last year, no, last, was last year, the year before, last year was our bigger one, but we did a full tour last year. We did 14 cities. And pretty much what we did is we like went, there's, you know, a couple like big car events that, you know, they'll do the same show. It's a traveling circus. I'll do like, you know, 12 cities and then plus a few others. So they come to me and they're like, yo, we want you to be at every show. And I'm like, okay, like this is how much it's going to cost. Like you want our whole team there. Like mm. for us to do my operation, I need to ship a car. I need to ship five people out there. I need hotel rooms and I need this and that X, Y, and Z. And that just covers the cost of us being there type of thing. And I'm like, and you're going to sell, you know, a thousand more tickets. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it has to make sense for us to, it has to make sense for me to stop making videos here for me to do it, you know, to go somewhere else and make that whole thing. Um, and yeah, oftentimes the shows, and they'll admit it, they're like, we had more attendance for you than our own show, mm. which then questions, why aren't you doing your own show? And it, that's a whole different, and people, like, we've been thinking about that for years. That's a whole different rabbit hole. That's like a whole nother fucking discussion. Yeah. Um, but it's nuts. Yeah, it's always crazy. Um, I think the biggest downfall is I, I'm very desensitized to shit. Um, but I mean, when I see it, I'm like, wow, like, that's what a thousand people looks like standing in a line. And then I realized like, oh, we're doing videos. We'll get like half a million views, million views. Like I don't, that, those numbers don't mean shit to me anymore. So, but then going and seeing a city with just a thousand people standing in line, you're like, whoa, like that's fucking crazy. Yeah. But it, it's just, I don't know. It, it doesn't hit me like everyone thinks it would. Like, oh, you're living this life. I was like, oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, like, I guess I'm here, but like, I, I'm just so focused on like each person, I guess. I don't really ever like absorb it enough where I'm like, whoa yeah i mean and so it's such a gradual thing you know over the last five years it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and then you get to this point and you know from the outside looking in it's like dude look at look at everybody's here to see you yeah but i could just understand what's going on in your head i gotta do this my guys are over here sabrina needs change we're figuring it out i'm taking yeah. pics this convo's going a little too long man we got a long line i'm not i don't want to be rude to you and it's just you got a lot of stuff yeah, going on too i'm just like so i'm not scattered but there's so many other things i'm paying attention to at the same time but yeah i mean it's it's a it's amazing like i went back because of code this year, we didn't we canceled our whole entire tour. But we went back and we looked at some of the stops last year in the videos, and I was like, "Fuck!" And I can't tell you how many like big brands would come up to us and be like, "Who the fuck? Why are you guys selling so much stuff? Like, yeah. why are they all here?" And um, some of our partnerships that we were today started because they approached us at a show, and they're like, "What the hell is going on? <laughs> like, how do we get a part of this?" Yeah, yeah. I love it, man. Yeah. Now, um, I was I was jealous of you not long ago. You got to hang out with uh, Mike and Logan. <laughs> what was that like, dude? Yeah. Logan has turned into one of my idols, bro. And it's more so of the way that he turned around the Japan, the the, the incident Suicide in Japan, yeah. and and the podcast as well. And just the the, the I respect you for saying that because a lot of people are like, dude. When I posted the photo of me and him, every comment was "fuck you" and Logan Paul, like my. my Fuck, can't believe you, TJ. Really? Oh, go oh, look at the comments. They were nasty. No, dude, and I, I understand. And the video comments were really nasty. I understand why Logan did it. It was just a bad choice. But when you're a when content you're so creator, up in the moment, it's really easy to like. And that's a whole different discussion. Yeah. But he is awesome. It was really cool to see someone on like mainstream media to see the way his. I studied a lot of like. When we're there filming together, like 
I can just mentally see him and understand because I do the same thing how he does his shit how mm-hmm. he films his videos how he like choreographs every scene in his head how many times he'll say the same thing 10 times over to find the best clip mm. um it was it was amazing to get to see that perspective and um it was it was great it was really cool mike was also really really cool dudes they're super chill logan's a little more quiet than i think people i mean it's all yeah they're not i mean they're people yes when they're filming they're filming for their own show which take that for what it is but they're very cool they're very nice they weren't arrogant they weren't whatever they were just like just like me and you yeah like they're just super cool so that was really awesome and yeah just logan's progression since suicide forest which was a definition of cancel culture (laughs) to him coming now being on the trending page of youtube every day for pokemon cards is impulsive show being what it is i mean it just shows the the toxicity toxicity of the internet and how you know five days on the internet is a is a a, i'm saying it backwards a year in real life is five days on the internet type of thing where like shit blows over they're always looking for the next victim to take down and yeah. you know finally they transferred off of him and went to someone else and he was able to focus on himself and come back even stronger and respect the fuck out of him for that because that yeah. is dude i mean what i had was hard but that's the whole world that's a whole different game yeah when so, everybody's after you dude yeah um, so that's a whole different that was about the time that uh i just finished mike's book uh-huh. he uh, he yep. wrote the book uh i forget the name of the book awesome book but i gotta meet that guy dude it's just those kind of stories are the ones that help me keep pushing on. Absolutely. Because you read that kind of stuff and you're like, bro, I've never gone through that. And I'm crying over what I got going on right now. Yeah. Like, nah, yeah, yeah. I'm good, you yeah. know? And then it's dope to see that um, the relationship that they do have. Because although Logan is more famous, more rich, he's still a younger guy. Yeah. And the things that Mike has, him being, you know, 10 years older, that's it's invaluable i don't care how how much things you've done how long you've been around it's just like there's you can still get something from someone else oh 100 percent. and then to to be able to get like to have that like og there and be like yo to check you on point like hey you're looking at things wrong because i'm sure logan has so many yes men around him oh my oh fuck yeah yeah everyone around him yeah um yeah they are two very uh amazing people and just to see the way they work and how they operate and their dynamic together is was awesome it was a really cool experience yeah, yeah. and i love seeing the show and him putting on like the homies and things like that yeah yeah so uh that brings me to my next subject mm-hmm. all the homies here man yeah how, uh calvin <laughs> is that your man dude yeah bro i had calvin on the podcast um i was surprised that he came because it's definitely a trek uh-huh very interesting dude. He is I a, was interested of him before, but my mind changed once we sat down at the podcast. I understood who he was as a person. You watch the channel, you see him. You he's see a him goofy being guy, goofy, but funny. he's a whole different human in real life. Dude, uh, he's like years ahead. In it. He's an old soul. Yeah, I love it, man. Big shout out to Calvin, yeah. dude. But tell me about him. How'd that relationship start? Uh, so, dude, all my closest friends to this day and all my closest friends on the channel today are all my friends from high school. Got you. Because remember I told you, I said in college I didn't have friends. Yeah. Uh, wasn't, that wasn't, that wasn't, that was never a thing. It was never on my like, priority list. So all my, like, my good friends today are all my, all my friends from high school. Um, and that was before the fame, before the money, before all that shit. So, um, it, it, it's easier yeah. to keep them, or to like keep the relationship the same. Um, Calvin and I have been like, best friends since like high school too i think 
around like sophomore years when we all got cars we were always interested and calvin was always good with tinkering with shit so like we naturally was like hey i have this install like do you want to try and do it with me like calvin was the only one who i was like you're smart like i'm not you could probably figure it out so that we just started tinkering with shit early on and yeah the moment like he got a beer is he like we I, we just started naturally like fucking around with it together and just learning together for fun and that's what kind of started all of our install videos from like that point forward was you know we just we we, we always were doing it just because it was our fun time um so we and then yeah when the channel got bigger there was opportunities for us to like explore different things other than your typical nine to five job and so we took that leap of faith I think I remember I dropped out of school first and then like a, a, someone up semester went by I was like if you want to drop out too like I'll happily like pay you like we'll, we'll make it work but like if don't feel pressured like you no need for you to do that yeah and he was like no nah, like I, I'd rather like take a chance on doing what we love to do and find a way to make it happen and yeah I'd never looked back it's fucking awesome yeah, man. it's kind of crazy but I and all my closest friends today too all work for me yeah which is like a, a weird thing like a lot of I think a lot of other successful people in my kind of category too all have the same thing. It's a very dangerous game to play. Definitely. Um, but yeah, all of my friends in some way or shape or form, and these aren't like newly made friends. People are like, well, they're your friends because you're paying them. It's like, mm. no, we were friends way before and we've all had an opportunity to do a job that is fun and we have our own environment and everyone for the most part is doing a job for like, for working for me that the college degree was for in a way mm. um so that that's a whole nother crazy thing and i always told our friend group from sorry i was like if there's a way where i can have everyone work for us and no one has to work for someone they hate or whatever you know everyone's their own boss here like sure they work for me but i'm like they're they do their own out they get their shit done and we you know move from there but it's an interesting game to play um, it can be very, very efficient and awesome and valuable, but it's also it, the communication we talked about is yeah. like has to be a million bazillion percent. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I can definitely agree with that, man. And it's, it's definitely playing with fire sometimes. And at the beginning of hey, my career, it was like that, but Calvin and I have gotten into it before. I mean, we, we, you know, not to say like, you know, I mean, I argue with everyone. Yeah. Uh, there's no, it's not like it's perfect. And that's when it's like, okay, when you take a step back, reevaluate the situation and figure out what needs to change. Like I said, it's a dangerous game to play. It's not fun having conversations like that with your friends who are also employees and being like, hey, like, I need you to step it up here. Or, uh, you know, I need you to, you know, fix this, stop doing this. I need you to do more here. And it's tough. Yeah. Very tough. Oh, man. You know, I haven't even looked at my notes you have notes yeah i did <laughs> i did have notes somebody's actually calling me right now I'm, I'm gonna look at it but dude it's it's so refreshing to talk to you and and just to to be able to relate to you and all the things that you're saying and it's just it shows that the the path is there mm -hmm. for everybody listening if you want it you just got to go out and yeah. get it yeah I, mean, I think the biggest thing is people are like oh, i want it but i don't know how to do it or I don't have the time to do it and i'm like bullshit dude check yourself like everything that you're doing in life that isn't you know like watching tv watching the sports game playing call of duty like i don't know like going to the bar every week it's like cut everything out that is considered a hobby and put it towards this new passion you want to make work and you'll be like that's your first step and a lot of people can't don't want to sacrifice like i said oh there's one of the cars nice that's what i said in, in in college i didn't have friends i didn't party it was school and work and the work was my youtube that was all it was full time 
anyone can make it happen. They just have to understand what it means to really dedicate your life to what you want to do. Got it, bro. We touched on everything. Okay. Except this one. Okay. Guys listening right now, Tom Smith from Utah. Damn, he's, he's be, listening right he's now. Be, I did the same thing in my vlogs. He's going to be fucking stoked right now. And he's like, you know what? If I can do that, what what should I do to start out, TJ? What What is some advice that you could give somebody to not only become, you know, what's the word? I don't even want to use it. YouTuber. Just do what they like, want to do in life. I don't know. Whatever you want to do in life, what, what what is some advice that you could give them? I'll tell you what, what worked for me. Was what was scared for me, I was scared to make the leap. I remember dropping out of school was very tough for me. And I had two things that I always was very like, that always were very heavy on me. One was, I feel like if I didn't take the opportunity of what I had at the moment with YouTube, I would never have it again. Mm-hmm. I was like, this opportunity that I have with the channel going the way that it is, the progression that it is, this is, I have the moment now, I don't know if I'll ever get this moment ever again. If I don't take it, I'm gonna regret it for the rest of my life. And then following that was, well, I'm leaving school. I remember talking to my other, my other, one of my other friends who did the same thing I did, but in the um, fitness world, Christian Guzman started, like, owns Alphalate. For people who know who that is, you'll understand the, the progression that I'm saying. Um, but I talked to him about it and he was like, when I dropped out, what I always told myself was, school would always be there. This yeah. opportunity wouldn't. So let's say three years, four years fails and I need a job. You can always go back to school. Sure, you have to start over, but you can always go back. Yeah. And that opportunity was not guaranteed you'd always have it. So when I really understood that, I was like, fuck, there's no other option for me but to take this opportunity. Like, it, it that's, that's just it. And I didn't want to lose that. And I think just going towards it, I never had a clear path and no one ever will, but I think it's important to just, I mean, everything's doable with the internet. You can Google anything you want to know. Um, and it's just, and, and it's more easier said than done. What's like, okay, well, I want to start, a, I want to start making coffee. I don't know. Yeah. How do I do that? And yeah. It's like, yeah, I don't know there's the next step for you to make coffee, but like as a general rule of thumb, the first step would be like looking up, like what it is to, to how, how do you make your own coffee? How do you host? And it's like figuring out like what, how to sell and just make the groundwork. And then you have to go out in the industry. I used to go to every cars and coffee, every car meet, every, everything. I used to just get myself as involved in the scene as possible, whether or not I knew it would be, would be beneficial. Yeah. So you never know who you're going to run into and network, 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 network. All my biggest all my biggest deals and partnerships corporate wise are on network. Someone knew someone who I filled the niche that they needed. So I was there. Mm-hmm. Same thing with starting your business venture. You're, what is it? You're only six people away from anyone in the whole entire world. Mm-hmm. You ever heard that? Yeah. So like, just get out and just talk to people. Be like, Hey, I want to do this. You know how would, you know how I would do this? Or if you know someone who's in that space, who's doing something kind of similar, may not be the same things that you want, but is even remotely similar to what you kind of maybe think you want to do. Go talk to that person yeah that's so important just that's it and you will find your answer but you have to take that scary risk of like trying something i love it bro now i'm putting the hot seat one more okay ready for this one sure all those cars on your channel lambos ferraris subies which one you can only keep one which is it no (laughs) why not do a honda build bro 
I had an S2K. What the fuck? I mean, why don't you do a Honda build? Because <laughs> that doesn't count, bro. Nah. S2000 doesn't count. We nah. did EG, EK, nah, something. Nah. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. It was just never it for me. That car, the people who I see do those cars are like, oh, yeah. Like, I grew up with my cousin or my dad, or like, this was my first car. That there's a reason why you went there. I never had that. Mm-hmm. Never. When I grew up, I was never, never like looked at them, never knew anything about them. And when I first got into cars, I was immediately into the Subaru platform. Gotcha. And I think if you, you, you start somewhere. Yeah. It, like you, you don't start from Subaru and then go to Honda and then go to Toyota. I mean, some people do. That's going to sound bad. But I meant like they're all in the same playing field. And normally you, you take one step up. You would go from like there and then you would go to like an M car, like mm-hmm. uh, one more expensive tier up. Like you've had that play. You've had that car and that money tier. Oftentimes that's like your first car. And then you jump to something higher. Like what do you drive now? Uh, uh, the M8. There you go. <laughs> you jumped to a higher class that like is this as fast is faster you know what i mean like that's the i that's yeah. the thing that's the so i'm not saying like you, you people don't go only drive I mean, there's a lot of people who just do like all similar financial builds and all different genres that's not what i was trying to say you said you people oh shut up <laughs> yeah you honda people i just Clip never <laughs> i just never it was never i never knew anyone with it i never had any friends and i was just never exposed to it what about mickey when i met mickey he never, I mean, he had that one Honda, but you know, just as well as any other fucker in the whole entire world, he doesn't drive it <laughs> and it never leaves the garage. And when he did, it goes, it has a top speed of like eight miles per hour. Oh. And I'm just not interested in that. Like I was just never exposed to that world. So I, my, I ne- that there was no seed planted. Gotcha. Like I was straight into the Subaru world. So I loved STIs. I loved the boxer motor. Uh, I, and that's why my progression never went to Honda. But um, it seems like you've touched on every genre. You don't think about. That. I don't. I don't like front wheel drive. Oh. Period. Like I, I've and I because I used to do car reviews. Like I used to always review people's cars. Mm. Uh, that was like one of my big things starting my channel. And then I always remember when I drove like Fiesta STs or any. I never never drove any Honda cars. Um, like people, someone's gonna clip. Hey, you did this Honda Civic. I don't think I did. I I, I knew I always hated front wheel drive. So just that alone, like usually crossed out Honda. What about all-wheel drive? Is there a Honda that's all? I don't know Hondas. I'm going to bring a K-Series Turbo all-wheel drive Honda over here, and you're going to drive it. <sighs> you're miss. All right, let's talk about business-wise. You're missing a huge market of the automotive community. Once you get that, you're king dingling, bro. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. There's Honda guys that don't hey. watch anything else. Hey, that's perfectly fine. <laughs> it's just not... And maybe at one point might be. I really want to get a Type R for Street Hunter. I'll tell you that we're looking at. I'm looking at buying one like very, very soon. Like so, a, a, a CTR? Like a 96 CTR? No. <laughs> like a new one, one that will have, that will actually produce money for the business. Got you. Um, that, whatever. If it's a Honda, whatever. Like dude. I'm thinking about getting, yeah, and, and I don't like old cars. I don't like old cars. I like, gotcha. like new shit. And like, what the fuck? You have an RX-7 and you have a Supra. Norris have only two old cars. And like, those are like the biggest staple cars in the whole entire world. Yeah, I'll have those. <laughs> but I, I just don't like old shit. No. I, I really hate, I'm such a tech savvy person. I just like new stuff. Um, it just, it's never happened for me. I'm sorry, 
Honda community. I know you text me all the time. <laughs> Why don't you do a Honda build? I'm, like, I'm, just, I'm sorry, bro. I, just, I don't want it. I maybe, think the Honda, one day. the Honda, the YouTubers are like, Frank, shut up. I, don't tell him yeah. to come over here right Dude, he's now. He's going to steal all our viewership. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just haven't gotten into it. Um, <sighs> oh, yeah. shit. Sorry. Hate hate me for it. I get it. Don't, bro. Everybody loves you. This is downtime with Downstar, bro. <laughs> Everyone loves you here, man. Oh. TJ, awesome conversation, bro. You know, you could see everything on on the vlogs. I could see your life, but to actually have an hour and a half sit down and to hear, you know, true emotions and true feelings, uh, I'm sure everybody listening can can relate in some way. Yeah. And uh, damn man, I appreciate your time, dude. I appreciate you coming down here. Like I said, I should have been on podcast 150. Um, it's all good, bro. It happens but, when uh, it should. Yeah, but I, I'm I'm happy to be here, and we've been wanting to do this for a very long time. So hell yeah, man! I'm glad we were able to make it happen. Thank you, bro. So for everybody listening right now, where can they go find you at? Um, if you just search TJ Hunt on any platform, it should be a. Don't go to a fake account. If it has ten followers, it's not me. So look for the one that's active and has a lot of followers, and that's my account. That's how you can find it. I love it, bro, dude. From an older guy looking at what you guys are doing you're motivating me man and i appreciate that and it's it's amazing to see dude you guys are blazing trails that i never even thought were possible you know i've i want to start the podcast and or i'm started it. i'm doing yeah. it i'm thinking yeah. where it's going to grow to and you know i'm looking at people like uh adam 22 man i would love to have what what he has but then i look over to you and i'm just like i could relate way more to yeah. TJ mm -hmm. and he is fucking killing it man so it, it's definitely motivation for people like myself you know and I, and I appreciate it and everything that you've always done for yeah. Downstar man it means so much of to course. me of course you mean dude and also too he's not giving himself the recognition every time I've ever asked for anything he like overnights it like on the, I'm like oh fuck I ran out of this hardware I need this for tomorrow I'm like he, he Downstar has always been there and it's our number one choice in all the cars. And that's why they're on every fucking car. Thank and you. I love man. it. And I use Downstar hardware in a bunch of places that shouldn't be. It's because it's so much easier than using use it everywhere, one. bro. I, just... I, I use it. I don't do nut and bolts anymore. I just fucking flip the, the rubber, the rubber well, not upside down. I just fucking, <laughs> I use it. In I places love it. I shouldn't. <laughs> and that's a relationship, bro. It's give yeah. and take. Yeah. You know, you got to be there for them and they got to be there for yeah. you. I've always appreciated it. So thank you. TJ. Thank you, brother. All right, guys, we're out. Peace. Bye.